Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I'm still a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting. My guest this week is Ryan DeShaney. Ryan was a professional basketball player. He played for Team Canada, now turned actor. This is a very special episode because Ryan is also deaf, so he uses American Sign Language to speak. So if you are listening to this in podcast form, then you will be hearing the voice of Janice McLaren. Janice is his translator. So that is the voice you will be hearing when I interview Ryan. So I highly recommend you obviously still listen to this in podcast form because it's so great. But if you have the time, I highly recommend heading on over to my YouTube channel, Second Act Actors. Just search for it in YouTube and you'll be able to see the full interview with Ryan and see him speaking again using American Sign Language translated by his interpreter, Janice McLaren. He is an incredible advocate for the deaf and hard of hearing community, but also an incredible advocate for people like ourselves who are second act actors who want to pursue a career a little bit later on in life. He has an amazing story. Please enjoy the incredible, the hilarious Ryan DeShaney. Tell me your story. How did you get into this acting industry that we're in? I do have a very funny story that I'd like to share, but it's a little bit strange, but hey, I was very lucky indeed. What happened, I was working in Montreal as a cashier. Uh, A gentleman approached me at that time. He was buying food and a bunch of other items, brought them up to the cashier line And he said, wow, you really look American. And at that point, I was like, oh, all righty, thanks. (laughs) What do you say to that? But didn't know what to say. And of course, I had just gone through a bad experience. I'd been in jail uh, with my ex. I was in a depressed state. I wasn't feeling well. And of course, I'd gained a lot of weight at that point. So back to the gentleman coming into my line at the cashier, as a cashier. And of course, you know, in the back of my mind, it was like, Okay, maybe he's saying I look like an American because I'm fat. Like, I didn't know I wasn't eating healthily. I don't know. That's what was going on in my mind at the time. You know, I was eating a lot of fast food, a lot of grease, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, the gentleman had said, hey, I work in the film industry. Um, I'm a producer. Um, Would you be interested in, you know, do you have in TV or video production or on stage. Of course, at that time, it was sort of like, okay, sure. He had given me a a paper with the name of the, I think it was at gmail.com, the TV company. They were working on different projects and whatnot. And so it had the email contact information. So there was no name or really about this individual. So I didn't even know who they were. So, of course, like, you know, I took it. I Googled the person, looked at the picture and went, OK. Uh, I also sent my bio and my information. And then probably about two hours later, he conf- or they confirmed me and asked me to meet them um, as a call out. So I still don't understand. It's still kind of a blur, everything that happened at that point. 
And a few days later, I, I got the call to go in and, and work with them. And there were many cameras around, wires everywhere. I was just looking around, no clue about the industry itself and what people were doing. And of course, I had no, I, no idea. I mean, it still was playing in my head that the gentleman said, you look like an American. And in my mind, it was, I was because I was fat. So I had no idea what to do. And I'm deaf. I, you know, I, like I said, not a clue. So the general said, you know, do you have some background? And I had been working on the stage at that point uh, on a few occasions. And so, of course, they gave me the script and the information. And I just sat there and waited, as I was told. And, you know, I wasn't sure what to do. You know, they were providing food. So I kind of walked over and helped myself and then waited for them to call me. I went in and then I went, oh, shit, there's cameras everywhere. My goodness, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, of course, you know, they I had not a lot of background at that point. And so we had to do the takes again and again and again and again. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. A lot of fun. And a few days later, I got another email from somebody else and asked me to come in. And so I was like, okay, sure. Not a problem. And the company was in uh, Montreal and um, they wanted to set up a profile, uh, go through your measurements and do your portfolio, get the proper picks, et cetera. And I think about, I kept getting literally weekly calls to go in. So I just kind of did. And I had a really great journey. I never even thought at that time that, you know, I never thought I would get a speaking role or anything like that. Uh, all the challenges that would come along with those things. And of course, uh, that sort of started my journey forward. And then I did finally get an agent. Uh, in Ottawa, it's a very small community. Uh, everybody knows one another. So, you know, I felt like I was the only deaf person in Ottawa. And so, of course, that was phenomenal and mind-boggling as well. And then finally, I did get an agent to sign me. And then I did not have such a great uh, relationship with that agent. And then I, you know, since then got a different agent. And we have a great working relationship. They are very deaf-friendly, I guess I'd say, very open. They're always there when I need need, um, you know, to review information or advice. They're very supportive. And so that's kind of where my journey has gone. And I've had a lot of options and I don't know how it's happened, but I really would love the opportunity to maybe one day, you know, be the first gentleman actor in Canada on screen. We don't really see them around. I've looked around and we don't really see it. So I'm hoping that, you know, that'll be my next, uh, you know, the Marley Matlin, when she was involved in the industry, you know, I'd kind of like to be the Canadian counterpart to that journey. And so I just try to get involved as much as possible. Um, I'm always on the screen. I found myself on the screen 
around a lot of celebrities, a lot of wonderful opportunities. And so, you know, in the last seven years, that's where I've been. And I've just fallen in love with it. I don't, I know I'm not perfect. I don't come from a, a, a heavy trained background, but I always prepare myself and get ready uh, for any role that I've been afforded the opportunity. And I've just gone from there. So mm-hmm. what is it about acting that you love so much? I don't know how to explain it with that kind of question, because it's meeting so many different people, hearing their stories, their journeys, you know, a lot of individuals I find in the industry have gone through a lot of barriers. They've broken those barriers, um, had a lot of challenges. I mean, I have a lot of stories of, and I, that I faced along my lifetime and I just, have fallen in love with it. And I just thought, you know, I can't predict, can't predict maybe I'm going to be a Hollywood star, but I really try to advocate for the deaf community, especially in Canada and whatever that I can do, whatever their goals are, their passions are, their dreams are, I want them to make them come true. And so I'm hoping through my journey that will happen as well. And also it's a team, you know, like, for example, you know, if somebody wants to become an NBA star and a basketball player, it's a lot of hard work and deaf individuals can do whatever it is they want. You know, I just try to encourage people to train hard, to work hard, to follow their dreams and their passions. And I was so shocked, like how I got picked. It just seems so unique. You know, I've been involved with Team Canada in sports, athletics, you know, different sports leagues and deaf people can do what it is they put their minds to do. And just because you're deaf doesn't mean you can't accomplish your goals, you know? And so I've been involved with acting on stage. I really like it. I've met so many amazing people, so many amazing opportunities. And now having my, you know, name getting recognized a little here and there and having the opportunities to be able to, for such as this type of experience, People can see deaf people doing whatever it is that they want to achieve. NHL, hockey players, basketball. It's just a different way on how to express yourself. So this is a, acting is a really good way uh, to express yourself. And it's also a good opportunity to educate society, Mm. you know? And so I really want to promote and, and advocate for that as well, especially in the industry itself. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And have you seen the industry changing? I know myself personally, over the past few years, we've seen, you know, deaf characters on TV and film actually being played by deaf actors more recently. Is that something you've noticed as well, too? Exactly. Definitely. And as a good example, I was just... uh, um, a stand-in character recently. And of course there were different stand-ins and I was deaf and I was sort of, I didn't want to play a hearing person. I really wanted to, you know, take on a deaf role, 
But when they did the take and, you know, I literally picked up the phone and I signed into the phone with the interpreter, like how you would use VRS. So it just happened. The producer's like, what are you doing? Because I did it in my deaf way. I said, well, I'm deaf. You're, I'm making a phone call. I would be using an interpreter through VRS. And it was only a two minute segment. And I said, so that's what I'm doing. And so I said, this is a deaf way, how we would do it. So again, he told me to retake and I signed it like I would be making a normal phone call as a deaf person. And the director came over and said, I really appreciated that. Thank you. It was such a unique idea. And often, you know, we don't think of that. In Ottawa, you know, there's a lot of AD. Sorry, I'm just asking for clarification. Oh, assistant directors. Uh, in the industry, directors, they've never had the experience or the deaf experience. So because of that, I've been booked for a lot of interesting things. As a deaf person, you don't have to be a hearing individual to take on those roles. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the role is. So, you know, I've had a lot of people also saying to me, say, sorry, I just got to catch up with the voicing, catch up. You're signing still. I have to catch up. <laughs> so the last part was the. So and one role I was doing, uh, I was a military individual. I just wanted to show that you can do pretty much everything a deaf person can. It doesn't take on any of those roles. You know, a deaf individual can be a police police person. We have BRS you know, through Convo, through different sources, video conferencing, video calls. So that's why I really wanted to also be involved in the industry is to educate, especially the producers, the directors that have never had those experiences. And I was sort of like, thank you for that opportunity. I don't want to play a hearing person. I am deaf. And so that was a few weeks ago. Oh, sorry. Another funny story, uh, which was a month ago, I was a stand-in for Grayson Holt. So I wasn't on screen. I was just standing in, just to make that clear, because we we do have a lot of physical uh, similarities, our height, et cetera. Anyway, I got the email to do stand-in, and I was like, wow, how cool is that? Grayson from... From from which? From Riverdale. The, you know, that movie, I couldn't believe it. And of course, I was right away, of course, emailed right away. And I was on vacation. I request if I could uh, have a date off. And I got the okay to do that. And I got to do that. And so, of course, it was in a different building than where he was working. And I was just in a stand-in position. And um, I was waiting and they took me in because, of course, they have to get the camera set up, et cetera. And Grayson Holt came in to relieve me. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. Like, my coach had been working with me and was, you know, talking with me a little bit in between And I'm like, so what's, I said, I'll try my best. I'll do what I can do. 
So of course, everybody was patient. I was patient. And then, you know, we had a power outage here. Uh, And then, you know, that was two days of work for me. And then I was finished. Show through with that TV show. And then the producer asked the assistant director to email me and asked if I would be be available for a homeless role in something. And I thought, for sure, of course, I can do that. Do you want my cochlear on or off? You know, I'm deaf. Why not act as a deaf home in person? And the actual producer was sort of taken aback and said, sure, go ahead, do what you need to do. So then I got to work again with Grayson. I was a stand-in for him. And then a few weeks later, I was working again on the sets as a homeless individual. So that was my last, you know, wrap up for that day. And I was there. And so I got to do that, got to do that with my cochlear on, on screen. So I can't actually wait to see what it looks like in film. You know, I'm sure some deaf, you know, there's, there's some deaf homeless individuals out there that have cochlears or don't, don't have the funds or, you know, that are living on the street. So I think it's really important to represent as best as we can Mm -hmm. and show society, uh, you know, that we're just the same. So I'm hoping I'll be able to, you know, really educate people in the industry and show that the barriers are there to be broken. And, you know, and even for verbal communication, you can hire a deaf individual, a hard of hearing individual. There's no reason, you know, I don't think just, it's hard to look here. I know we look hearing, so to speak, but why not hire somebody who has those disabilities to actually take on those roles, especially somebody who's deaf blind or anything else. I know with the movie industry somehow feels that everybody has to be hearing, but we're in the year 2022, soon to be 2023. And it's time to see the diversity and inclusion on the screen and on the sets. So I'm hoping that one day I will inspire somebody else who's deaf or even somebody homeless who, who is living on the street, that there are, you know, avenues and opportunities for them out there in my small way, and they can be recognized as well. I see it with a lot of, sorry, the idea of tokenism, where now I think they're writing characters who are deaf or hard of hearing, and that is just part of the world, it's just because it's part of our world. It's not like, oh, we have to write them in. It's like, no, no, that's just who they are. And this is the story we're telling. Does that make sense? Oh, I agree 100%. Definitely. You know, there's lots of things that I see that I don't agree with. And I and I do speak out as best as that I can to make sure that we are inclusive and we include the deaf community and etc. But, you know, look at all of the the uniqueness, diversity that we have in the world. Movies don't have to always have just hearing individuals. There are Black actors, actors from different, you know, 
ethnic backgrounds, why not include them in the movie? You know, and I'm just thinking this is a perfect venue. So that's another reason why I'd like to change the landscape and change people's ideas and challenge that way of thinking as well. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, in, in movies and, and TV, we take on roles, we take on different characters, but not why not accept everybody's uniquenesses, everybody's differences, and allow them to play those roles, no matter what their backgrounds are. You know, like I've had the opportunity to be on TV, do the stage, do um, movies and productions. So that's why I really think, you know, having those baby steps and moving forward has really given me the opportunity to get out there. And hopefully we see those changes on the screen. Mm -hmm. I've been really lucky to be and fortunate, you know, but, you know, all from that one gentleman saying, you look like an American, you know, who would have thought? Thank you. I have to say a huge thank you for putting me in this position. But, you know, I've, you know, I've met some amazing, cool, fabulous people. And in the industry, and, you know, when you're in the industry, it's network building, you know, it's meeting different people and having the opportunity to do that. And it would be nice to see other deaf actors uh, as well and be able to work with other individuals as well in the industry. You know, it's baby steps for me at this point, but I, I think, you know, when we see that happening, I think people want to say they work in competition with one another, but it's all about themselves. And I understand that, you know, it is a tough business, but at the same point, it's, I think it's really important to share those experiences and to be able to, to share that. And, you know, I've had lots of friends and lots of guidance along the way as well that have shared that information, you know, on how to do things and what not to do and all of those things that come along with it. And now I have a better understanding and it's taken a lot of hard work. You know, even three years ago, I decided that, you know, I wasn't going to take on more hearing roles. I was really going to try and build uh, my opportunities with my deafness and my hard of hearing background and to grow that in the industry. How, how you started in the industry is one of those stories that you only hear about in the movies. You've been plucked from obscurity, been found at the grocery store. I love stories like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny. It just happened. Yeah. You know, did I think, you know, I have so many stories that are kind of like that with basketball, Team Canada, you know, interviews with uh, TV and also uh, my roommate plays with the NBA. He was a classmate of mine. So it's phenomenal. There's a lot of scouts you never know. And I never even understood that that was a part of it. You know, I don't know, maybe I'm certainly not, maybe was not good enough to be at the NBA at that point, but there was a, I did get a lot of attention because I was playing basketball and on team Canada and my size, et cetera, and whatever that came along with it. And I had no idea, you know? And so when that gentleman said, Hey, you look like an American. And then I gave him my background, it was sort of, okay. I don't know. I guess my personality just sort of matched the film industry as well. (laughs) 
Is there anything that you've brought from your life and careers prior to acting, like your athletic career, et cetera, that you now have noticed is benefiting your acting career? Well, one day I'd like to do a documentary story, you know, from a kid till now. And then I'd probably get what it is to be, you know, have a disability, special need, what those journeys are like. I don't know. I'm just trying to get people to understand. Stand. For example, you know, the, the movie Coda, mm-hmm. a lot of people were impacted tremendously by that movie. But, you know, for a deaf person, nothing's wrong with being deaf. It's just a part of who we are. And so it was great to be able to see, you know, that Apple TV bought the production. And, you know, many individuals' stories may not be exactly the same, but similarities. But what's different between me and you is just my ears don't work the same. But we're all human, right? We I went to school. I've got a high school diploma. You know, I'm fine. It's just the language. And so that's, I can't, I cannot emphasize it enough. Education, 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 you know? You know, I went, I was a college basketball player too. And I was the first one for the college that I went to in the history of their program. And, you know, I worked really hard to get to where I'm at. And I have to thank a lot of people along the way. And, you know, in the future, I just, legend or legacy. Okay, sorry, we're just English word. Uh, You know, I want this to be for the new generation, have a legacy that passes on to to show, you know, our worth and our needs. Mm Is there anything that you can give kind of advice to people within the industry or, you know, just the world in general loaded question for, you know, how to progress it forward, how to make those baby steps, bigger steps? My advice would be stop judgment. Let people be who they are. It doesn't matter if they have a disability, if they're an amputee, if they've, you know, have lost a limb, for example, just let somebody be who they are. If they've been in an incredible um, accident and been disfigured, you know, let people be who they are and encourage them, invite them in. You know, often we look at movies and the film industry as somebody needs to be perfect in any way, every way, shape and form. And so, you know, that's not a true measurement of society. And, you know, my agent's always telling me, hey, there's a conflict. How you look at things from a deaf perspective with what's going on in the industry. But, you know, I have done some uh, promotional um I I have made my mistakes, you know. Uh, I did do, um, I just want to clarify that for the voicing. So I did accept a contract with a clothing um, advertisement company. And my agent said, hey, this is a conflict. It's definitely going to be a conflict. You have to be very careful, uh, especially when you're doing film and production. They need to have full disclosure or full accommodations for 
um, disabilities and deaf individuals. So it's really important. So I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. I made a, made an error. The money got sent back and I, I was uh, released from the contract. But so that's why it's really important. You know, I thought it was going to be a really cool opportunity, but I never even thought about, you know, those types of mm-hmm. things, you know, and then I was thinking, you know, thank goodness I have an agent who knows that, you know, I'm deaf. And maybe, you know, that would be their first um, deaf person that they've hired, but didn't account for all of those other things. So there's lots of different things you need to learn along the way. Of course, I had to say sorry. I didn't know, but it was a huge learning curve for me. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be conflicts along the way, you know, with film, movie, uh, when you're doing commercials or other promotional activities. So it's really important to be aware of those things. And so I had to be careful that I that I wasn't able to um, go forward with that commercial because it was then a conflict with the contract that I had with the film and movie production. You know, I'm not working five days a week every day. Uh, when those opportunities present themselves, you know, I, I try to, I get a lot of offers, but sometimes I'm not able to fulfill them. Or sometimes I'll have to say, no, I'm not able to, I would like to see, you know, when I'd like to see other deaf individuals, other individuals out there. I know a lot of people are very shy and so, you know, and are scared of not being successful, but it's a part of life, you know? And so, you can't do everything for everyone. And I'm trying to encourage other people in the community as well to get out there. Deaf people keep going. (laughs) They never stop. (laughs) Do you have any advice for actors, not just, you know, deaf and hard of hearing actors, but other actors who are starting into this industry like you did, like a bit you know, later on in life, it's not like you started this when you were five as a child actor. Honestly, I did was I was involved in school plays when I was a kid. Um, what was it? What was it called? The Lion King. <laughs> nice. I was Simba. That was my character. Oh. Uh, with a lot of older individuals, you know, because Simba's a baby, right? So that's the character that I played, and. You know, I, at that time, you have to remember, I was learning uh, speech as well and signing. Uh, I was learning English and French as well because I was in Quebec. And so, you know, I got uh, asked to cast for that. So, uh, you know, and I made a lot of errors. And of course, I was a kid, so it was very difficult. And I learned on on set. And so very different to my experiences now. You know, I, so I kind of had a bit of intro to the business, so to speak, mm. as a kid. And then, of course, you know, in high school and then when I was older. So when I when I meet kids, I always encourage them. Don't be shy. Go for it. Give it your all. Have fun. You know, take those opportunities while they're there. Don't be afraid of your dreams. You know, I was a kid and, you know, I just kind of went for it. I was very curious by nature as well. 
Uh, oh, I did have something I was going to say and it slipped my mind. So, so I guess my advice to anyone hearing whoever's watching the interview or deaf individuals, fans or whomever, don't be afraid of your dreams. You know, there will be a day, even if it's not today, that you'll feel ready. Go ahead, enjoy it, go for it. The time's now, take advantage of it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and thank you, Ryan, for being my guest this week. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you're tuning in on YouTube, but also if you were listening in podcast form. Again, I highly recommend you head on over to my YouTube channel to get the full experience of Ryan's epic story. Again, Ryan uses American Sign Language to speak, and the voice you heard if you're listening in podcast form is his translator. That was the wonderful Janice McLaren. I hope you will tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Bye!